Hello, welcome back to Capital Stories. This is the podcast where we talk to real people about real issues and explore intersections of life and faith to encourage you in your personal walk with Jesus. We are in our daily discipleship series and we are talking to our staff. And today we're talking to the boss lady, mm. Mackenzie Shrek. Yes, she, she supervises. Is she is our boss, and literally. She's a lady. Yes, so literally the boss lady. She supervises <laughs> most of our team. And we're going to talk about leadership. And you know, we don't have this all figured out over here at Capitol. We're asking Mackenzie some hard questions. Something that really stood out to me, Eric, is that leadership and fear and humility all go hand in hand. And she really dives into those topics. So I'm I'm excited for us to, to hear this episode today and interact with her. Our culture is one here that we try to foster those that the principles and the values of doing hard things, having difficult conversations, and loving each other well. And so we really hope that this is an encouragement to you and your leadership and wherever you work. Yeah, and like applicable, you know, whether you're leading a team yourself or leading yourself to accomplish a goal, we hope this is of use to you. So here is Mackenzie Shrek on Capital Stories. We are talking to Mackenzie Shrek today. Eric and I are so excited to talk to Mackenzie. Mackenzie is our boss. She's <laughs> the executive pastor here at Capitol Church, and she has been on staff for eight years, yeah. I believe. Eight years. And so she's coming up on a decade. We want to dive into some questions specific to how leadership and discipleship to Christ mm. intersect in everyday life. Mm-hmm. How does that how does your discipleship play out practically in your job and in your leadership? Mm. So we know that you're leading a staff, a church staff, so there might be some uniqueness to that. In general, you're leading people mm-hmm. and you're a person. And so we are hopeful and prayerful that this will apply to our listeners and something that they can bring into their everyday life and into their discipleship. But before we go into that, would you just tell us a little bit? I mean, first and foremost, you are a follower of Christ, Mackenzie. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your personal faith journey and how you ended up working in a full-time leadership role in a church. Yeah, I was really fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. I found capital between high school and college and started attending capital through college. And that's really the season of my life when I started to lean into leadership. I was given a lot of great leadership opportunities in college. And it's also the season when I really leaned into my faith. So for me, both my discipleship and my leadership started growing in the same season, which is kind of unique and cool. Yeah. After graduating from college at the University of Utah, I started my career at Goldman Sachs. I was in the HR kind of people space, so I did a lot of people interaction, continued to volunteer at Capital, and about six years later, ended up coming on staff here. So that's a little bit about my kind of church story. For me, that faith piece of it became very personal in college. And then as you take ownership, right, that hopefully just continues as you do your disciplines and that Mm -hmm. changes from season to season as well. But I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have today because I really believe that discipleship and leadership are so intrinsically Mm -hmm. tied. I think they are so intrinsically tied. So we'll talk about that. If there's a way to shed a little light on how did your faith become more personal? Like you said, what was, was there a, and you don't have to go into, you know, detail, of course, but if, 
what it, what was the impetus in that? What was the 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 driving factor maybe or what mm. was it that you awakened you in that? Mm. Um I mean I think that's such a unique season of life for someone anyway when you get to college it's really mm. like that first taste of real independence. Mm. Yeah. You control your time. You control how you want to spend your time, with whom you want to spend your mm -hmm. time. Like what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And for me it was capital and then it was Jesus. You know, so I knew Jesus. I had prayed as a little kid of like at this moment as a child praying like, God, I really love you and I don't want to stop praying to you. So I'm not going to say amen tonight when mm -hmm. I go to sleep so that we'll just be together. Mm -hmm. Right. That was just my yeah, childlike faith, beautiful. which I love. Mm -hmm. But in college, I began really digging into the word. And that's when I really owned my faith and it became mine. Back in the day, Capital, back in the day, Capital used to do almost like business cards of the homework verse. Now you can get them all online. Um, we have them for every message. But sometimes the homework verse would be on a little business card on the seats when you'd come to church and you could take it with you. And so I always had one of those with me through college. And even when I started my career at Goldman, I always had one on my desk that was just helping me pay attention to God. Mm. And similarly, in that season, I started, you know, really surrounding myself with good Christian friends, something I didn't have a lot of growing up. So I had people speaking into my faith more than I ever had, which was really, really cool for helping that grow in that season, too. Mm. And then I was serving I was volunteering at Capitol, whether on the worship team or in the cafe, almost every weekend through college. Mm. Like it just became part of my identity, mm. if that mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, like digging into the, the word and digging into my faith and figuring it out personally, sharing my faith with others, and then just like giving of my time mm -hmm. helped me grow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. What what helps you grow now? What's maybe a spiritual discipline? I know we've talked about this just yeah. in our staff meetings and different conversations, but what's something that you do to practice your faith now and to build your faith? I mean, it changes season to season. You know, for me, a good practice is I prayer journal, mm -hmm. like on my computer, like mm -hmm. I type a letter to God, <laughs> nice. um, but it helps focus my mind on him. I also, in this season, honestly, I'm so busy. Like mm. I'm a mom of two young kids. I'm working on my graduate degree. I'm mm. working full time. You know, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And so a discipline for me that I'm working on right now is really bringing God into things with me, particularly my studies, right? So I'm very blessed that I'm studying things that pertain to God. I'm getting a master's in theology, but I treat my studies as a spiritual discipline mm. and that's helping grow my faith in this season too. You bring God with you. I just want to yeah. pause on that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Did that hit you too, Eric? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all live such busy lives and we all have a million and a half things going on. Even if it's something that someone else wouldn't consider like busy work, there's just always things totally. filling our time. And I just love the idea of being intentional about bringing God with you to all of it. And yeah. maybe for some, it might be hard to carve out. 30 minutes in the morning yeah. when they already don't wake up on time to do whatever they need to do in the morning. But if you're intentional about bringing God with you to your first meeting mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's it. I love that as a, as a step. Yeah. yeah. There's great books on this of how to do this, you know, um, the practice of the presence of God by brother Lawrence or letters from a modern mystic. You know, these are very practical, mm -hmm. like invite God into your every moment. Um, but actually like, okay, I'm going to 
prepare for an exam right now, mm. you know, or I'm going to write a paper. Like I got to outline a paper that I have yeah. to do, right? Inviting God into that. Yeah. Of like, what do you want me to learn from this? Yeah. Or even I have, I have these meetings coming up yeah. today. Oh 30 my gosh, seconds before yes. the meeting. Let me say a quick prayer about whatever the Eric, content is. In and, the meeting, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have these moments in meetings where I'm like, God, what do you want me to say? Mm. God, what do you want me to hear from this feedback? You know, mm. like, what do you, what do you have for me in this moment? And just yeah. inviting him into that space over and over and over again through the day. Yes. Yeah. In the meetings, but even at home when I'm picking mm. up my kids and one of my kids is telling me a story like, God, what do you have for me in this story? Mm. What do you want me to hear right now? Imagine if we did that. You We're know, honestly, <laughs> like, right. Like yeah. I'm listening intently to my child. Yeah. God, what are you, where are you at work right now? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to hear? And how can I encourage my child? Or, you know, what do I need to learn in yeah. this? Like, what a posture of, of learning and yeah. humility. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we just kind of listen, you know, to others mm -hmm. and we're not really engaged in that way to maybe recognize where God might be. And I, that's another way to bring him with us. I love that. So our Christmas Eve service for 2022 uh, was my favorite Christmas Eve service ever, but it was amazing. It was amazing. I was at every service, like I like I do, like, like you do. And I think I wept at every, every service. Oh my gosh! I I the we were. So our family was sitting together, which is one of my favorite times of the year to sit together, and it's so special. And the couple sitting next to me at the end of the service, both she and I were, we were sitting next to each other and we were both just kind of like paused. We couldn't, we didn't really want to walk mm. out yet, but we just stood there like, okay. Yeah. And she looked at me, she said, I sure needed that. Did you? <gasps> and I said, oh, I did. I mean, it was just a moment to celebrate, mm -hmm. but there was something that Troy taught yeah. and he, he shared with us as he often has, he routinely will give us one particular idea to ponder on. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring this up, Mackenzie, because this is something that you have been meditating on mm -hmm. and really incorporating in just your daily yeah. spiritual practices. What what did he say mm -hmm. and how do you incorporate that? Yeah. I mean, I, he has kind of his one thing that he camps out on in a message that really helps us see, like, make sense of the depth, but mm -hmm. also make it portable. And while that was very good for Christmas Eve, there was actually something separate, just a sentence that mm -hmm. I have just basically daily since Christmas Eve, repeated and spoken over myself over and over and over again. And um, what he said is, you are an irreplaceable individual with immeasurable value to God. Hmm. So you, wow, Kelly, you, Eric, you person listening on this podcast, hmm. you, Mackenzie, are an irreplaceable individual with immeasurable value to hmm. God. And that's, yeah. you know, as I, as humans do, you know, struggle with things like shame or worthiness mm -hmm. or fear, declaring that truth strengthens me, mm. you know, and it helps me combat those things that maybe keep me from the presence of God, you know, or keep my mind away from saying, God, what do you have for me in this moment? Mm. But the moments that I can remind myself, oh no, I have immeasurable value to him. 
And I, me, flawed as I am, am irreplaceable to him, Hmm. right? That gives me courage when I need it. That gives me strength when I need it. And sometimes it just breaks the the discouragement or the the hold that shame Hmm. can have. And as a leader, because it's so easy, Mackenzie, you know, leading. It's so easy. It is. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) we aren't afraid when we're leaders, right? We are just going after it. We have all the confidence. So anyway, and I'm being very sarcastic. I think people who do know me know that I am right now. But if you don't know me, I am being very sarcastic right now. Could you... Just as we we segue into some more like specific practical yes. leadership aspects with mm-hmm. your discipleship and as in our discipleship as mm-hmm. listeners, how for you as a leader, how has that sentence or mm-hmm. that statement shaped you in the last you know few months? Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader, fear is just part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't acknowledge your fear and even name your fear, you don't have to go around telling everyone what your fear is. That's not what I mean by name it, though I do recommend you have a few people that you can say like, hey, I've I've got this fear. Can you help me process it? Um, You know, naming your fear and processing your fear helps it not own you. And that's true Mm. for everyone. That's um, powerful. So just, well, yep. I'm just going to repeat that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need, I have a highlighter. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I love it. But naming your fear helps, helps you, it not own you. Helps it not own you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get, love that. you get a control over your fear mm. when you name it. Mm. But if you don't take the time to figure out what that fear is, it owns you without mm. you even knowing. Yeah. You know, if you try and shove that under the rug and pretend it's not there and I'm just going to push through because I'm strong and I got this, you don't even know the way it's impacting the way you think and the way you make decisions Mm -hmm. and your brain stops working. Like, yes, you can be high functioning and do great things, Mm -hmm. but how much more can you do if you're free from that burden of fear? Yeah. And the way to do that is to figure out what it is and face it and name it way easier said than done okay (laughs) but doing those kinds of hard things is so much easier and honestly more fulfilling more enriching more transformative i think is the word i'm looking for doing hard things is so much more transformative when you include god in it and it's so much easier when you do it from a place of i am an irreplaceable individual with immeasurable value to god Mm-hmm. I can do this and he is with me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And imagine walking into a difficult conversation with someone that works for you mm-hmm. or someone that you work with or yeah. someone you work for and having that as your mantra walking in mm-hmm. of I am actually irreplaceable because I am immeasurably valuable to God. Yeah. So how will that affect how I carry myself in this meeting? I'm probably going to love that person, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be a better listener, but I'm also not going to be a doormat. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to shift from the truth because Mm -hmm. I have my confidence in check, in Christ. And that is powerful. And there's something to be said about that confidence in that 
right? Like you could easily toggle to a place of, I am irreplaceable and and arrogance. No, no, no. That's not the heart behind this because who's the focus of it? It's Mm. not I, it's not me, it's God. Yep. Right? It's how God sees us. Mm -hmm. And that person you're walking into Mm. a meeting with has the same value. Mm -hmm. They Mm. are irreplaceable to God too. Yeah. And they have immeasurable value for God's Mm. kingdom. Now, if you're walking in to like maybe give them some feedback that mm. they're not meeting the bar of what you've asked them to do and you've got to deliver that hard message, that hard message is a good truth that they need to hear. Um, and you're actually giving them a gift when you're helping them see that you're not actually speaking to the value that God has on their head. You know, mm. it's not like that. Yeah. Um, and I think so often when we have to give hard feedback, we can have a fear, I do, a fear of coming across mean or a fear of coming across like I'm diminishing someone. Mm-hmm. But if we can approach them with that same posture of like, hey, we have this shared value here. Like, I'm not talking down to you. Um, we're just talking about this thing, not who you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The substance, not the essence, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. like the substance of the work, not the substance of the person. Mm-hmm. That can make that safer, mm-hmm. stronger, and shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I see this as lots of areas of life too. Totally. You know, even outside the workplace, hard conversations are bringing correction to mm-hmm. our child yeah. or or feedback friend, to a spouse right? or a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the humility is like the key piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this incredible quote I love. I brought it because I figured it would come up at some point in this conversation. It's a quote by William Temple, but it's in one of my favorite books I'm reading right now. It's called Humility, the Quiet Virtue by Everett Worthington. But the quote says, Humility does not mean thinking less of yourself than of other people, nor does it mean having a low opinion of your own gifts. It means freedom from thinking of yourself at all. So when you walk Mm. into that meeting to give someone feedback or when you want to talk about some feedback maybe you have for your spouse or you need to correct your child on a discipline, whatever, Mm. right? If you're thinking about yourself, it probably isn't going to go as well as it could Mm. if you're thinking about them. So the humility to not think about yourself at all, right? What they think of you, if they're still going to love you, if that, right? That's a level of self-protection. Mm. But if you have the the confidence in who you are in Christ to have the humility to say, this isn't about me, mm. right? See how those two go together, that oh, confidence yeah. and humility, mm-hmm. the confidence of who you are in Christ with the humility to say, it's not about me, then mm. you can make it about that other person and love them well. Mm. As you deliver truth. Right. Yeah. Of course, with grace, grace yeah. and truth go together. Jesus modeled that so perfectly for us. Yeah. But that's powerful. You lead most of our team. So they report to you, Mackenzie. Tell us how you discern, how you inspire, how do you lead a team that has so many diverse talents? Mm. This is really interesting to me because some of our, some of our, we like, we all overlap in certain areas. Like we all have, and we all have the same goal. Yeah. But we have so much talent on this staff Mm -hmm. and it's different in different lanes yes so okay and this is kind of a big question but answer it however you want but how do you inspire 
all these different people who have different gifts. Because you do it really well. Thank well you. Let me just say it that way. Maybe that sounds like an interesting question. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. It's such a it's a good question. It's a hard question. It's a hard question. Because sometimes I don't feel like I do it well. But it's such a privilege to see the different gifts. And mm-hmm. and in my role, I have the unique seat to be able to say, oh, you're I see this passion here in you and I see where God is working in you. And I see where you did this project or you led this thing and it was really good. And how can we, you know, pull that out of you more and mobilize that to do more in other spaces or with the other pieces of your role, right? So I think there's such an individual aspect to it. It's actually, Eric, I want to look at you and say like strengths finder, mm-hmm. right? Isn't individualistic. Individualized, yeah, individualizing. Eric loves strength finder. It's so awesome. I think that's- I think you have it yeah, in your top I five. I have that with- in my top five. So there's just an, a, um, a, a God-given natural strength that I get to- employ in this role right to like look at people and say oh you're really good at that let's pull that out mm-hmm. and leaning into those spaces with each person mm-hmm. is kind of the way that we carry out what we're called to do mm-hmm. does that make sense it does yeah and i also feel like in your role though since you since so many of us report to you you have this unique space within our organization of like seeing that you can't see my hands, but like, it's like a rudder of a ship. Like you're seeing where we're going off in the distance and you've got to mobilize all this mm-hmm. rudders to like march in the same direction ish, yep. despite the individualization or mm-hmm. even in the individualization. Yeah. So I'm just thinking through like a question that comes to mind that might help a, a person on a similar seat on a similar bus yeah. in a different organization. How do you, how do you put it all together? Like, how do you inspire us in the same direction despite the many, the many, the things. many lifeboats that want to go off the ship and yeah. do <laughs> in different yeah. directions, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think one of my primary jobs is to keep us on mission because there are so many different directions we could go in and honestly, so many different ways we could carry out our vision. One of my jobs is to gently as needed redirect those boats like, oh, this, not that. Mm-hmm. And here's why, right? And I feel like you guys could answer this better than me because you've been on the other side of me and mm-hmm. you've felt me do this or, you know, and maybe sometimes that doesn't feel so good. Sorry. But maybe it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. This is my lane and this is where I thrive. That's my hope, mm-hmm. right? That you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel that and mm-hmm. I love that and mm-hmm. I see where God's at work there. So I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, it, translating this to any other organization, there's that balance for a leader between, you know, carrying out the tasks that are needed, making sure those tasks are the right thing to accomplish the goals or the vision or the mission, um, but also seeing who are the people on the bus, what are their gifts, and are those gifts aligned with the tasks they need to carry out? And when they are, that's when the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're not, that's when you really want to engage. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. of that, right? There's, the, again, the fear, mm-hmm. right? There can be that fear of like, oh, gosh, but they're not doing well in that space. Does that mean I'm going to have to fire them? I don't want to have to fire mm-hmm. them or have that confrontational mm-hmm. conversation about like they're missing the mark. Like that's, okay, address that fear, figure out what that is. So then you can go to that person and say, hey, I see you're not thriving, 
and I want to help you thrive. Let's mm-hmm. look at this together. Yeah. You have the the view or the vantage point of the bigger picture too, mm-hmm. which, and I'm not, I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Right. I just, I, I'd like to point this out as an encouragement for other people that are growing in their leadership. Your vantage point, we're not always there. And you, you do see the bigger picture and then you see where each one of us are at mm-hmm. and you, you, you help us to know what if you try this and let's try it together. Let's see how this goes. And actually let's pull Bring in, in this yes, person. Yeah. Yes. Let's, that's one of my yeah. favorite things to it, do. It, this collaboration has yeah. been the magic, I think I'm, for our I team. Agree. And it's beautiful because we've moved from maybe more of a silo approach, which is very traditional and, and normal. Yeah. And it, it works in, you know, yeah. in mm-hmm. a lot of different organizations where everybody has their lane and you're and things all, are possibly mm-hmm. even yeah. faster. Yes. And, you, know, and you can yeah. just, you can sprint sometimes, you know, yeah. like in your lane. Yeah. But this pulls us back yeah. in a yeah. way where we all get in alignment yeah. and mm-hmm. then we push together. Yeah. The collective like, force yeah. is yeah. greater. And yeah. This, yeah. I mean, the it feels unstoppable at there's times. A, there's, there's such a, a satisfaction. Like, when it's just you, you can go fast. Mm-hmm. But when you are arm in arm, mm-hmm. you can go far, mm-hmm. you know, and you pull yeah. each other and you strengthen each other. And that really, Kelly, that moment of like, oh, I see what you're doing. And I have this thing in my head of what they're mm-hmm. doing over there. Yeah. And I'm going to pull you guys together. And then it makes everything better. Oh, that's another magic moment. <laughs> you know, like that is one of my favorite things to do. Also, it Gosh, makes I us my better. Job. Yes. <laughs> and I'm glad. That's the hope, yeah. right? And hopefully yeah. it makes us better in what we do, like our mm-hmm. quote unquote product, yeah. right? Um, but also in ourselves because we learn mm-hmm. from each other. We have that shared thing in like we're all going in the same direction, right? That that feels better than being on an island. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we're doing nine things at once mm-hmm. when we're putting the right people together, working on the right things. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There's two two things that I and one I want to go back to because it's on feedback. Oh good. But the 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 one thing that I do want to mention is you're so you're skilled in keeping us accountable. So, I have worked for a variety of leaders in my career. And one of the things that I value most about you is it's extremely practical, Mackenzie, but it's this little check that I know before we're going to meet. And I, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's fear, <laughs> not, fear. Not, not in a bad way, but it's, she's going to ask me about this because yeah. we talked about this in our last meeting and mm-hmm. I need to have, you know, circled back on this. And yeah. so I prepare myself and then, and now, and you know, in their time of working together i i know she's going to ask me and i love that and of course sometimes i hate it because i'm like oh shoot i didn't do it you know i need to tell her that yeah. um and that's okay but, too yeah, sometimes sometimes you know, there's like, yeah yeah um but you keep us accountable and you you circle back so you're helping us to to be honest with yeah. what we do and not just the honesty part but like pushing us in yeah. a good direction of, of pulling out our potential. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much about you as a leader, because I think sometimes it's easy for leaders to feel either maybe that's not a strength of theirs. Mm. So they don't employ someone mm. to help with the accountability because they don't value it. Mm. Um, or 
they have a fear sure. of being a nag or, and I'm sorry mm. I'm saying that word. And no, you're, of course. It's certainly not how we picture you, but no. just that can feel that like. That fear is so real. Oh, I'm and asking And sometimes I again. have a fear bringing it up. Oh, exactly, uh, right? Because bringing up that thing again. Yeah. I really want you to like me, but I'm bringing up that thing again. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? that, where that has to trump yeah. the fear of yeah. pleasing them mm-hmm. or getting, you know, having mm-hmm. them be pleased with you in that moment. Um so this leads me kind of to this next part of, I want to go back to the feedback yeah. for a second, because this is such a big part of our culture. Yep. How do you, I, we just talked about giving feedback, but Mackenzie, you receive feedback. Like you, you ask and not just ask, but I mean, it is like, Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to come up with feedback for her because she really <laughs> wants feedback. You know, I feel so invited and so welcomed. So and glad. I know our our team does as well uh, because it's part of our, our culture. Mm-hmm. Troy does the same thing. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. I want to hear really, that. I want to hear really that. I want to know what you like, think. Yeah. There's no, um, there's, there seems to be yeah. no fear in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, you Good. guys seem to want us <laughs> to feel so safe yes. to push back, yes. to give feedback, yes. to say, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand that, or that didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. That didn't, I'm not yeah. sitting well with me. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? I mean, that you seem to value those conversations I do. and prioritize those conversations. Yes. Tell us how you have be you've been able to develop that muscle in your leadership. It's, I appreciate the way you asked that question because it is a muscle that you have to develop. And I, I personally have experienced the pain of developing that muscle as well as the pain of not keeping up with it, right? You can lose that too. And then it's like, oh, gosh, dang it. I was defensive again. Or like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. And I'm not, you know, like, I don't always get this right. Um, but there is such beauty in feedback because it really can make everything better, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you have to do what everyone says every time you get feedback? No, like that wouldn't be wise because you've got to filter everything, right? And that's mm-hmm. why you do things in teams. That's why you bring other people in to say, hey, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. You know, help me process this or, right? But that's that's the culture we want to create is this space where we see that immeasurable value Mm-hmm. Right. That everybody has. And we want to pull that out so that we can look at everything on the table and say, OK, with the wisdom that we have found in many, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not open to your feedback, I'm going to miss your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, that's a dumb business decision. Mm-hmm. As a disciple, that's not loving. That yeah. discounts your value. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I would imagine it's a discipline to, like you said before, Mm -hmm. to couch Mm -hmm. or put aside your own fear Mm -hmm. and to put that other person, think about that other person rather than thinking of yourself Yes, and listening, okay, God, what do you have for me in this? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is not the kind of meeting Mm -hmm. I wanted today. We have a Mm -hmm. lot to get done, but (laughs) this person's valuable. Um, So how can I help them feel valued right now by listening? And what do we need to hear from this? And, you know, how do we navigate this? And just um, you do this so well Mm, with our team. Thank you. 
So I don't always do it well and I don't always get it right, but I'm trying, you know, mm -hmm. because I see the immense value in it. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, when I feel the like, or when I get the feedback, hey, you're not open to feedback because I'll mm. get that feedback too. And that's sure. what a gift, right? Yeah. Like, oh, right. I better start flexing that muscle again. I got to <laughs> tell me more, you know? <laughs> um, but again, back to even the humility conversation of like it, that posture of like, okay, this isn't about me. This isn't about what I thought this meeting was going to be like. This isn't about, you know, what my agenda is. The the wisdom found here in multiple spaces is more important than my wisdom that I think I'm bringing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you, you create, and I'm really down on this because it's, I think this is an art that is, that needs to be developed in our culture. Sorry, I don't want to be so boxy, but like there's something so beautiful about this type of leadership mm -hmm. that is godly and yes. is loving mm -hmm. yes. and, allows us to grow if we let ourselves grow yeah. in this mm -hmm. whether we're on the receiving end or the giving end of feedback mm -hmm. when when we're in a meeting with you and you meet with us individually and then you meet with us together so there's a lot of different interactions mm -hmm. with you if we bring something up and i'm going to get a, just a little bit transparent here for a second Great. on myself. If I have something that's been bothering me about anything, okay, it's a, not necessarily like I'm saying, Mackenzie, you hurt my feelings or whatever, but it's like, sure. I mean, it could be that, right? Sure. Of course, but it, it's usually like, oh, there's something just not sitting well with me. And I'm I'm starting to, to spin a little narrative in my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, well, I didn't like this and this, you know, or whatever. And it's, it's there's a story happening. Mm -hmm. And so I bring it to you. And what you do is you pause what we maybe what was on our agenda for the meeting and you ask me questions about that feeling or about my experience or whatever I'm bringing to the table. And a lot of times, quite honestly, I start talking about it out loud and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, that's, oh, that makes, oh, that's why this happened this way. And I start to figure it out and almost answer my own question because you've created this space where it's like, you haven't, you, you value so much what I'm experiencing or what I'm stewing over mm -hmm. or being troubled by yes. that I can have that uh, opportunity to yeah. talk it out. Yeah. Before there's any feedback given back to me, you know, it's like. But Connie, it's in that space where you're, you know, where I get to pull you out and see, mm -hmm. okay, what was your experience? What did you feel about? Like, what did yeah. that trigger in you? Let's yeah. let's dig into that, right? It's in that space that we both get to learn. Mm -hmm. And that's where we both get to grow. Mm -hmm. So creating that environment, like, yes, we always have to-do lists, mm. right? Any yeah. organization, this is for any leader anywhere, we have to-do lists, right? Mm -hmm. But creating an environment where we both can learn and we both can grow makes everything better mm. in our leadership and in our discipleship. Absolutely. Totally. And I'm thanks gonna, for saying that. Yeah. It's truly a privilege to be able to enter that space, mm. you know? So thank you. I'm going to pick on you with one more thing. Pick on if I have a problem with someone and maybe it's someone, you know, just whatever, I'm just going to say, if I have a problem with someone and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm meeting with Mackenzie and I'm going to tell her about it because mm. this I've got, 
an issue. That's so funny. That's mm-hmm. so not our culture. I know. Like, I know. I, I, know. I, I didn't, didn't. <laughs> like, I didn't really like, like that. Okay. You know, I don't know if I just, if I have a little beef with someone, uh-huh. right? Okay. Cause we're all human. We bump up against each other. Yep. I have learned that if I'm going to tell you about it, mm-hmm. what am I going to say? You're going to ask me the very first yeah. question. Have you talked to this person about that? Yeah. And I have hated that question because I would so much rather. <laughs> Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> yes, feedback. I, I would so much rather just complain about it yeah. than actually confront it. Of course. Uh, that just feels better because mm. I would rather you handle it, Mackenzie, because you're my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a big girl and have to develop my own leadership skills and have a hard conversation. But it's like you've trained us in this great way with accountability of have you talked to that person? You don't take those on unless you need to, unless it's something where it's like, no, no, I've let me have this conversation. Um, you put the ball back in our court and you expect us, and this is a beautiful thing, and I'm grateful for it. You expect us to model what we're what we're mm-hmm. teaching on yeah. the weekends. You expect us mm-hmm. to lead well, to biblically approach someone mm-hmm. and say, look, this went sideways. Like, can we talk? This is how I felt. I I want to figure this out. Before yeah. we go and talk about that person to somebody else. <laughs> right. But Kelly, this is, you know, what's what's great about this and again you know for any leader listening anywhere this is a big part of our values mm. right mm-hmm. so we have um, for those of you listening you will not find this on the capital website um, we have a, a number of values that we call our behavioral values as a team and it's how we treat each other how we do what we do right so we lead people to become christ-centered disciples we create environments for people to own their faith, partner with others, and invest their time, talents, and resources. Mm-hmm. But as a team, the ways we do that as we're interacting and behaving is one of the things we do is we communicate with a trustful humility and we inspire mm-hmm. with grace and with truth. Mm-hmm. So we have to hold all those things in tension to go have that conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And hopefully, you know, in the, in the, early days before you knew that was the question I was going to ask you if you were bringing me feedback about someone or a frustration. It was like, let's talk about how to have that conversation. Yes. You equip yeah. us to that's have those hard that's conversations. Yeah. Right. And that's where, like for any leader anywhere, filter mm-hmm. these things through your values, especially if you're in a healthy organization. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in a healthy organization, make sure you're filtering these things through your discipleship values, what you believe, how God is mm-hmm. asking you to live. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the way you want to lead your team because your discipleship is intrinsically tied to your leadership even if you don't have a bible verse on your desk at work hopefully you've got one in your brain that's mm-hmm. helping remind you okay as i go into this meeting i'm just going to clothe myself i'm in colossians through myself i'm going to clo- clo- clothe myself with kindness mm-hmm. and with compassion and with humility and with gentleness mm-hmm. let's go mm-hmm. You know, and then if I'm coaching someone, let's say I'm in a setting where I can't necessarily slap a Bible verse next to what I'm doing when I tell that team member, like, hey, you got to go have that conversation. I need you to go do this because that's a healthy way to do it. And while you do, be patient with them Hmm. and be kind. Hmm. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Own your part of the problem, too. Right. There's a humility required Hmm. in how we're going to do this. Right. You can use all that language Hmm. and be true to your discipleship as you lead. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can you can have empathy totally. for that person knowing, oh boy, yeah, I'm asking you to do a hard thing. Yeah. And and you do that well. Like you 
we feel your support because you know that what you're asking us to do sometimes is is difficult. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But we do hard things. We do. And we're called to do hard things as disciples. Yep. Yeah. You know, this culture that capital has 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 been cultivated. Mm -hmm. Like these I don't think these are things that are easy. Mm. They're not things that are natural. You know, these are things that take practice. Mm -hmm. And I I've appreciated how we 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 talk about that work that it takes Mm -hmm. with frequency. Yes. (laughs) You know, and we revisit it and we remind ourselves and you know it's different in every context. So it requires revisiting and reminding. Yes. You know, and I remember when I first started working here several years ago, like I got a stack of books on my desk uh, day one, like, please read these (laughs) when you can. It's books like thanks for the feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, it's books like how to have a crucial conversation. Um, Just like these things are hard and they are important. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And those those books or those conversations they give us a language to talk about these things, right? Mm -hmm. Because so often in organizations where these things aren't talked about all the time, it just becomes sort of that hard thing. Yeah. That, that, oh, I have this pit in my stomach and I don't know, uh, right? But if you can plant that language or have that conversation of like, hey, do you remember in that book we read (laughs) about crucial conversations, there's this section about how you can make it safe. Let's walk through that again. Yeah. Right. And then we can point back to that and remind, here's yeah. how we're going to do this. Right. And so, but it does, it takes time to cultivate mm-hmm. that. Because like, I think a key piece is there's got to be a trust mm-hmm. first, you know, like yes. you're not going to just go in having hard conversations with, with people in your organization, expecting them to go, well, if you've mm-hmm. never modeled this before. Of course. And if they don't actually trust that you actually care for them personally, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think there's, yes. it takes a development of relationship for yeah. this to succeed. Yes. Mm. Kim Scott has yeah. this great book. I know you're mm. thinking about it right now as yeah. you say that care personally. It's called Radical Candor. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, um, well, can we, <laughs> we will put links to all these books in the show notes. Yes. No, I, no, I am good. constantly yes. quoting a book or pointing to a resource. Like this isn't, Mackenzie has all this wisdom. No, no. Mackenzie reads a lot and is a total nerd. Okay. Um, Radical Candor talks about this, um, conjunction like the the space where these two things meet and one of them is how you care personally mm-hmm. and how you can challenge directly, directly. Yeah. you know and like that's the feedback that's the push that's the yeah. accountability yeah the right? direct challenge is only possible if you first you care understand i'm personally care- yeah. Yep. yeah how do you keep yourself accountable Mm. So you, I mean, you keep us accountable and I've watched you with your personal goals too, just in life. Cause yeah. we're, we, we have we're a close. wonderful friendship yeah. and I, I love that. And, and I've been impressed and I, I, I don't, that sounds a little weird, but I feel I, like I, this is a firm Mackenzie podcast. I, and it's so not, it's hard not to, because oh my gosh. there's, you have made personal goals. I mean, health, healthy goals sure. for yourself and, and even with exercise and, Taking, you know, going into graduate school with two little kids. I mean, just all the things that, you. that you've you've set out to do that it doesn't seem like you burn yourself out. It seems like what you take on actually enhances what you already do. Like mm. it's how do you keep yourself accountable to those goals that you make? And you've told us that you take God into everything mm-hmm. you do, which I just what a lesson right there just to, for us, what a challenge, but you know, okay. I'm going to be really practical. 
maybe it's a it's a spiritual goal of you know I want to read the Bible more this year or you know I mean you know we can all have different things that we think about but how do you take that thought yeah. and you make it a reality yeah mm. uh, there is a discipline to it you know mm. just hands down you got to be disciplined. Um, but you can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Like, right. You have right. to shift your habits. You have to like, shoot. I'm how am I going to do that? You know, um, I think a great starting place again, you know, we talked earlier about like, go inward, figure out your fear. Um, again, like look inward and figure out why haven't I done that? What's my, mm -hmm. what's my barrier mm -hmm. and how am I going to get over that? Mm -hmm. uh, name it or it will continue to be a barrier. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I think is super helpful is bring someone else into it mm -hmm. who can and will hold you accountable. Oh, that's good. It requires humility, but to just say like, hey, I need help. Mm. This is something I want to do and it's going to be hard for me. And here's why it's going to be hard for me. Will you help me? Mm. And you might have to say, here's what helping me looks like. Just ask me about mm, it. That's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, but you might also say, what do you think you can do to help me? Right. And you brainstorm together. Um, but doing hard things, you don't mm. need to do them alone. Mm. And it's better when you have someone doing them with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I think too, like sometimes what I get to see in the background uh, or behind the scenes, I should say, is sometimes the first step for someone in being accountable to something that they really want to accomplish mm. is even coming up for prayer yes. or writing mm. to yes. care at capitalchurch.com yes. and saying, hey, uh, because of the weekend message or because of what God's teaching in my life right now, yes. this is something I really need to work on. And yes. we have prayed for people with weight loss goals, mm. with uh, spiritual discipline goals, yes. with leadership goals, all kinds of ways that we've been able to support someone in prayer and I think and I and I thank them mm -hmm. uh, when they reach out because I know that's a big step is, is bringing someone in and now that's maybe a group that's not going to be you know in your daily life but I love what you just said about asking someone for yeah. specific help and There's here's what it looks like. There's a in that. Yeah. Yes, right? Of, but that absolutely. is so brave. Like, uh, here we go, another book. You know, Brené Brown mm. talks about the power of vulnerability, especially in leadership. Mm. Her book, Dare to Lead, is a fantastic book mm. on both discipleship and leadership. Yeah. It's not meant to be a, you know, Christian book, but wow, is there good stuff. And that's mm. one I read with God and it was like, oh, I got some stuff here mm. that I got to work on. Mm. And it was great. You know, like, I'm so glad that got unearthed. Yeah. Um, but to your point, like, A, oh my gosh, pray. Mm. And B, have someone pray for you, with you. Be vulnerable mm. to bring someone in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That yes. accountability. And the accountability in your goals and things like that really can make the difference in, in mm -hmm. doing it or not. Yeah. So, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of books, and we're going to have a list of books in our in our mm -hmm. show notes. Sorry. Too. We want, no, Nerd we're alert. so glad because – how how are you being shaped as a leader is really what we are asking. And mm -hmm. this is, you know, you said something really powerful that your leadership and your discipleship, they do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we're focusing on different parts of our life that intersect with our discipleship, yeah. but really the influence we have on others, this is a natural part mm -hmm. of our discipleship. Yeah. And so um, I want to put like an exclamation point on the, you know, the title of this podcast. <laughs> so because it's, it, it, they do, they just naturally yeah. go hand in hand. Um, but in addition to some of the books that you mentioned, I know you mentioned humility, the quite quiet virtue. Is there another book that you would recommend that's been really impactful in your life? 
Uh, we've alluded to it, mm. but thanks for the feedback. Mm. Okay, really yeah. is such an incredible book. Mm. I add it to the list. I okay. know we've mentioned a few. Yep. I would add that to the list. In in our leadership positions, we need to think about giving feedback and receiving feedback. Mm. But again, if we point back to radical candor, right, we model things, we care personally. And one of the ways we care personally is how we receive feedback from others. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's so many ties to this. Um, And, you know, looking at our conversation on accountability, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's a form of feedback. Mm -hmm. If someone's holding you accountable and you're like, crap, I didn't do that thing that I said I was going to do, right? That requires like an openness to that as opposed Mm -hmm. to a defensiveness and, Mm -hmm. and thanks for the feedback back digs into all of that Mm. it's a great great resource i think you know we're influenced by all these things like i said i'm a total nerd i'm always reading a book um and that's shaping my leadership i think the other thing is who we're surrounding ourselves with Mm. you know like Mm. so many things that i'm bringing into our one-on-one meetings when i'm saying hey in the crucial conversation you're gonna have like think through these four things that's often uh, following a conversation i've had with troy where he's helping me think about how to do these things right so like as Mm. leaders who we surround ourselves with with both from the literature we're reading but also Mm. the leaders we're spending time with shapes us too Mm, that's a good Mm -hmm. point yeah because we are being shaped by Mm -hmm. the authors we're reading but to have local you Mm -hmm. know to use that you know frame of reference people that we can connect with that are going to positively influence and encourage our growth as leaders Mm -hmm. is it's important yeah and help us see what we're missing Mm -hmm. redirect us as needed Mm -hmm. to really help us grow well, I we have loved having you yeah. on this podcast, Mackenzie. Thank you, Thank for you so much. Me. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot, oh. but you mentioned a very powerful phrase to us, and I would love for you to give us an encouragement as mm. we close this. Yes. Just to, maybe even like a benediction. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you, you are Pastor Mackenzie for Pastor sure. But you're so passionate about what you've been learning about your value and yeah. others' value yeah. in Christ. And I just wonder if you could take that sentence mm-hmm. and and bless our listeners I'd today. I'd love to. I would love to. You know, as as leaders in any form, whether we're leading an organization, we're leading a team, we're leading a family, we're leading our, a small group, we're leading our friends mm-hmm. – relating ourselves to do hard things, whatever that looks mm-hmm. like. May we have the courage to articulate and face our fears. Mm-hmm. May we have the humility to be vulnerable and bring in the people or the resources that can help us. And may we be strengthened with the truth. You, listener, may you be strengthened with the truth that you are an irreplaceable individual with mm-hmm. immeasurable value to God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mackenzie. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me.